It's the David L. Gray Show. I'm your host, David L. Gray. I'm cutting through the clutter to offer a fresh Catholic perspective on what's current and relevant. Welcome back to the David L. Gray Show, Season 3. We're talking this season about hero virtue. Like many of you, I cannot wait for this presidential election to be over. Every four years, I'm reminded about how stupid and brainwashed most people are. Like many of you, I, I prefer not to check my personal newsfeed on Facebook because I know that I'm going to realize that someone who I'm either related to or someone who I used to respect is about to put their soul in jeopardy by voting for a woman who wants to further persecute the church and kill as many prenatal children as she possibly can. I even hear that there are Catholics who are voting for Hillary, which is really comparable to taking a gun and shooting yourself in the head. I mean, why would a Catholic vote for a person who hates and rejects every teaching of their own church, who wants to persecute the Catholic Church even more severely than Barack Obama did? A woman who, by her actions, by her actions and her words and her promises, Hillary Clinton has proven that she hates God. Yet that is the person who they are voting for. Odd, indeed. The popularity of Hillary Clinton is proof that Satan is real. Have you noticed? There is something fundamentally dysfunctional about our election process in the United States in regard to our methodology in choosing who we vote for. Let me first say that since 2012, I've been convinced that not everyone should vote. I don't believe that that voting is a right. I mean, certainly it's a law made by human beings, but rights come from God. And voting in a democratic or republic form of government is not a right that comes from God. But since last century in this country, we've been given um, every free person at the age of 21 and over the right to register and vote in local, state, and federal elections. And I think that's stupid. Most people have proven that they do not have the intellectual capacity to make sound judgments on who to vote for. Far too many people are 
are making this very important decision based upon emotion, feelings, and, and under the influence of leftist-driven media. The principle of individualism has driven people to believe that my vote is a determinate action intended to reflect what is good for me. And I think you'll agree with me that this is the message that society has brainwashed far too many people to believe. That what you do in a ballot booth is what is good for you. This is individualism. Individualism is the fruit of the Protestant movement in the so-called age of enlightenment from the 16th and 17th centuries. But, but the core problem with individualism is that it never satisfies the need for the common good. And when you don't satisfy the need for the common good, the sum is always injustice. The sum is always injustice. Individualism equals injustice. Because individualism is all about what is good for me rather than what is good for all. Individualism has, has no concern whatsoever about the common good. Rather, it's all about what is good for me. What's even worse, at least in this country, is that this expression of individualism in the ballot booth isn't even concerned about life beyond a grave. It's, it's truly concerned. Individualism is truly concerned only about soul survival, like, like all individualism is concerned with. That what is good for me right now in this moment? That's it. <laughs> That's all it's concerned with. But it isn't even concerned, in the least, about what is good for me beyond the grave? Individualism says that my actions are inconsequential to the whole. And they're inconsequential to my eternal destination. How many people do you actually think actually connect their vote in the ballot booth with their salvation? How many people do you truly think pray about their vote. How about how many people actually search the scriptures about how they should vote or for whom they should vote? How many people have accepted the fact that God will judge them on their vote? I mean, God says himself that we're going to be judged upon our thoughts, our deeds, our actions. I mean, for certainly, I mean, if they did think this, that you know, God may judge me on my vote one day. I mean, you think anyone but a person who is intent on going to hell would vote for a person like Hillary Clinton who wants to globally expand and make more affordable legal child murder, better known as surgical abortion. I think to help us form an understanding about how we should exercise our vote, we have to first acknowledge that voting is not a right. It is not a right from God. It's a law. And as a human law, it is subordinate to the eternal, divine, and natural law. No human law, or positive law as it is called, should invade against the eternal law, which is the source of all law. It should not invade against the divine law, which is the revealed law of God. And it should not invade against the natural law, which is written on our hearts. Should such a law exist, that is clearly contrary to the eternal, divine, or natural, such as the law that allows for child murder, which is clearly contrary to the command that thou should not kill, 
then that is a law that is both unjust and unnatural. Such laws need not be obeyed and should always be fought against. But the law allowing for people at the age of 21 and over to vote is not contrary to any eternal, divine, or natural law. Therefore, our responsibility to this law is to exercise it in a way that remains consistent with its union in that body of law. What I, what I mean by that is that we cannot use a law that is not contrary to the eternal, divine, and natural to do something, or in this case, vote for something that is contrary to the eternal, divine, and natural law. And to do so would be inconsistent and also unjust and unnatural. So the first principle of voting is that we don't vote for things or for people that would invade against the eternal divine or natural law. The Catholic Church would prefer, to, would prefer to use the language of intrinsic evil. As Catholics, we do not give license or support things that are intrinsically evil, such as abortion, divorce, adultery, homosexual marriage, and, and a number of other things. We, we also do not vote for people who swear to support things that are intrinsically evil. We do not, again, we do not vote for people who promise or swear or pledge to support things that are intrinsically evil. To do so would make us complicit in cooperators in those evils. The second thing to help us form an understanding as to how we should vote, we also have to acknowledge that voting is a sacrificial act because it is concerned about not what is good for me, but rather what is good for the community? What is the common good for the community? As, as Christians, the first good is God. <laughs> there is no greater good than God. Therefore, our vote should always reflect the desire of God's heart that all will come to the knowledge of truth um, of His Son, Jesus Christ, which is 1 Timothy 2.4. So any vote that confuses or frustrates the desire of God is a vote that is both unjust and moral. For, for example, voting for a person like Hillary Clinton who wants to globally expand and, and make more affordable legal child murder invades against God's desire to, that all be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth of His Son, Jesus Christ. Again, if children are being murdered, how is it possible that, that God's good desire will be fulfilled, right? Murdered children do not have the opportunity to come to experience the, the and freely choose to know, to love, to serve God. They don't have that opportunity. It's snuffed out. It's taken away from them without their choice. So, therefore, the thing, this very thing that Hillary Clinton wants to expand and, and make more affordable, make free for some people, invades against the good desire of God that all be saved and come to knowledge of His truth of His Son, Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 2, 4. So, Voting for a person uh, who, who promises to start a nuclear war. Maybe that's a clear example. Maybe those who have a cold heart can relate to children who don't have a voice in the womb. Maybe this is something you can relate to better. Voting for a person who promises to start a nuclear war also invades against that desire. We cannot vote in a way that puts a stumbling block in the way of people's salvation. That's unjust and that's immoral. We cannot vote in a way that it impedes people's progress along the way that leads to heaven. That's immoral. That's unjust. You've heard it said, even from Pope Francis, that people should just pray and vote their conscience. All right? 
Well, that, well, that's really not good enough if you think about it. I mean, it, it's illogical. It, it's stupid. It's arrogant for me to presuppose that my conscience is healthy enough to vote in a manner that is reflective of the love and the good desire of God. Sometimes you have to betray your conscience. I mean, if you know that your conscience isn't well formed, you have to betray it. Telling a person who, who, who doesn't have a well-formed conscience to vote their conscience is like telling a rock to swim. It's, it's, it's like clipping a bird's wings and telling it to fly. I mean, these things just aren't going to happen, so why even suggest them? It's unhealthy. If you want to be a Christian of heroic virtue, do not let your vote depend merely on your conscience. Here's a better way to vote. Vote is this as if your eternal life depended upon you making the right choices on the ballot. <laughs> Just as your eternal life depends on you making the right choices in life. Vote as if, as if God will judge you by your every deed and thought. How radical, how, how innovative, how revolutionary is that thought? Voting is as if God might judge you in the end based upon your thoughts and deeds, and lean not on your own understanding. Rather, lean on the authentic teachings of the Catholic Church to help you form your conscience. Here, be authentically Catholic in the ballot box. This is the David L. Gray Show. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Google Play, and if you would be so kind, please leave me a review there as well. But until then, and until next time, blessings and shalom to you and to yours. Be strong. Be strong. You must tell the devil. You must tell the devil. You must tell these devils.
devil. You must tell the devil. Word, word. You got to tell the devil. Tell the devil. You got to tell the devil. Word, word. You must tell the devil. You must tell the devil. Word, tell that devil. They speak into your spirit, you shiver when you hear it, but some just cannot bear it. But when you get up near it, there's no need that you fear it. It's K-R-S-O-N-E, you know me, hip-hop, we steer it. So you tell the devil, huh? Tell that devil, ha! Tell that devil, huh? Tell that devil, ha! You must tell the devil, huh? Tell that devil, ha! Get out of my life. 